sadly, I, I think we've brought up a generation of, of people who don't want to question things, you know, just do as they're told and, and obey authority. Uh, and, and they've stopped using their own critical thinking skills and stopped listening to their gut uh, and their instincts, because I think that's a big thing. Uh, and I think it's been done deliberately. Hello, everyone. Um, I've got a big smile on my face because I've just finished a really good interview with the ex-footballer Matt Letizier, um, who has been really amazing, one of the top sports people who has actually been speaking out about what has been going on and most importantly, what we can do about it. We've had a lovely conversation about all things about resilience, about core values, about critical thinking, about having the strength to stand up for your convictions, about not believing everything we're told, um, about how to actually stand up for your beliefs. And I think you're going to really, really enjoy this interview. Now, Matt, he's very big on Twitter. He's got a really brilliant getter platform. So please do connect in and support Matt. It's really, really important. It does make a difference and every voice matters. I think it's so, so important that we just keep the balance of keep looking at things, keep a critical mind, tune in with our intuition. And most importantly, as Matt will cover in this interview, make sure that we're making the most of each and every moment, because at the end of the day, that's what's really important. Spend time with loved ones, spend time out in nature, spend time doing what you love, whatever that looks like for you. I really, really enjoyed speaking to Matt, and I think there's some really, really helpful points in there for everyone. Hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Right. I am delighted to be here today with the amazing football legend, Matt Letizier. Now, Matt, I'm just going to tell my audience, for those of you that are not familiar with football, we, we Brits are obsessed with our football. Um, Matt is a UK football legend, and in my opinion, even more of a legend now for what we're going to be talking about today. Eight caps for England. Um, first midfielder to reach 100 goals in the English Premier League. 2020 voted best Premier League player of all time by Eurosport. And until August 2020, a football pundit for Soccer Saturday on Sky Sports. We'll talk more about that in a minute. And known to your Southampton fans as Le God. So thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing, Matt? Uh, I'm good. Thanks, Catherine. And you? Really good, really good. Thank you. I was so delighted when you said yes to talking because all my viewers are really passionate about um, people that have, quite frankly, got the balls to actually do the right thing, which seems to be quite uncommon in this day and age. So let's start with that. I mean, obviously, having a football career like yours, that's tough playing in front of all those fans that can be great when you're doing well and not so great when you're not. How do you feel your football career has prepared you for having the guts to speak up? Um, yeah, I think it was I think it was very good preparation, actually. I, I think um, uh, I could probably attribute most of that to my youth team coach at Southampton, a guy called Dave Merrington, who um, instilled in his in all of his players a, a mental toughness. Uh, that was preparing you at 16 years of age when I joined Southampton to uh, preparing you to pre play in the Premier League, um, you know, with 
seasoned old professionals who are uh, looking to have any kind of advantage over you, uh, intimidate you. Um, and we were prepared mentally for that at a very young age. And I made my debut before I turned 18. Uh, and a lot of that I, I put down to Dave Merrington and the, the training that we were put through um, and the way that he prepared us mentally was amazing. Uh, and so that, looking back now, uh, I think was probably one of the most important times of my life and has, and has prepared me brilliantly for what's gone on these last three years. It's so important, isn't it? Because I think personally, that's what I'm seeing. I mean, I'm a parent as well. And I'm seeing that, unfortunately, this politically awake culture is just not giving people the resilience that they need. But we can't blame it all on that because there's a lot of people of, you know, I'm the same age as you. There's a lot of people of our age that aren't showing much resilience. Um, why do you think that is, Matt? What What's missing in this this personality of people around now? Um, I think what's missing is uh, the fact that from a young age, we were never taught to think critically about things. I think the in, the education system is a, an indoctrination system. Uh, mm-hmm. When I look back now, um, you are just uh, being prepared to, uh, to obey authority at all times, uh, not question anything, do as you're told and remember things. Um, mm-hmm. And that's that when I look back now, there's so much stuff um, that I should have been taught in school about real life that you that you're never taught in school. Um, and sadly, I, I think we've um, brought up a generation of of people who don't want to question things. You know, just do as they're told and, and obey authority. Uh, and and they've stopped using their own critical thinking skills. Stop being a a sovereign human being and stop listening to their gut. Uh, and their instincts, because I think that's a big thing um, that that has been forgotten uh, in our society. Uh, and I think it's been done deliberately, quite frankly, after what I've witnessed over the last three years. Yeah. And now this was leads perfectly into, I mean, you first, a uh, two-part question, Matt. When did you first think, this is ridiculous, they're not telling us something? And is you are you feeling you've already sort of implied that you are, that this is a deliberate agenda? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's. Uh, I think there's too much gone on, too many coincidences for it not to be deliberate. Um, I think you can you can willfully stay awake and and just brush it off as oh, you know, it's just a, it's it's just a coincidence. You know, are uh, these people aren't really evil? They're just they're just not very good at their job. They're a bit thick. Um, yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff. But there's too many coincidences for it to be not. Uh, planned uh, and not planned over a long period of time you know they've covered a lot of bases uh, with their stuff so the the first time I um, was really suspicious of it was when I saw those videos come out of China you know people dropping down in the street um, uh, and I just looked at those videos and I went that's staged Mm. that's not that's not real um i don't and, I, and that was the first time i was like something's not quite right here so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go and have a look you know i had a lot of spare time on my hands um and i decided that i, I was gonna kind of look into it a little bit uh, and what i started seeing i i didn't like uh, and i came across some people who uh seemed appeared to me to be quite knowledgeable about what was coming down the line and i listened to them i took it all in um and i kept it at the back of my mind and i thought well I, okay i've I've heard what they've got to say. Let's see how this pans out. Um, uh, and as it started to pan out, 
all these things that I was being told about mandatory uh, vaccinations, va um, vaccine passports, digital IDs, all that kind of stuff. Central bank digital currencies was one that I was hearing about three years ago. All these things. And I thought, I'll just keep them in the back of my mind, see how things pan out. And all of a sudden, these things started happening and started talking about it in the mainstream media. And um, we were kind of being nudged towards it all. Um, and so I was like, oh, okay. So they knew what they were talking about. They knew something was going on here. So this is pretty obvious to me that this has been planned. Uh, and there are people that know about it. There are people who are trying to warn people about it. Uh, but they were just getting called conspiracy theorists. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I'm sorry, but uh, the conspiracy theorists are winning about 19-0 at the moment if you compare them to the mainstream media and the narratives that they uh, they try throwing at you. So, um, yeah, I think uh, the, the term conspiracy theorist now uh, has changed the definition and it just means somebody who knows what's happening six months before everyone else. So true. And as we know, even the name conspiracy theorist was a CIA, you know, psyop to try and ridicule and shut that conversation down straight away. Now, you have, I, if I'm right, your record was scoring 47 out of 48 penalties. That takes a special type of personality, obviously the skill, but also um, a real type of personality to actually have that calm composure to do that. Um, how do you think that sort of helped you? Is that an innate personality? Is that something you've learned? Is it something that you've acquired a bit of both? Um, I, I think that's something in my personality. Um, uh, I think that when, whenever people ask me about my penalty record, they say, why was your penalty record so good? Um, and I always attributed it to two things. Um, without really giving it too much thought. But the first one I always said, uh, it was nothing to do with my football ability. The yeah. first thing that I said when it came to penalty taking is you have to want to be there. Yeah. You have to embrace the situation. You have to not be intimidated by the situation. And you have to look forward to taking penalties. That's the first thing I say when people ask me about my penalty. Then, then I had good technique. I could hit a ball pretty hard. I could keep it pretty accurate, all that stuff. But all that stuff, I think, goes out the window if you don't have the right mental approach to it. So, yes, I, I think um, that in my personality is is something that has definitely uh, helped over the last few years. Uh, and what I've also found is I took a lot of flack early on for going against the uh, against the mainstream narrative. Um, you know, I was attacked in the media. I was attacked on social media. Uh, quite viciously at times, mm. um, but I knew I knew something was wrong. I knew this wasn't right, and I stood by. And what I've done is I've been consistent over the last few years. I, I've stuck by what I've said. If I've ever made a mistake, I've been willing to put my hand up and say, "Yeah, I've got that one wrong. I apologise for that." Um, and I think eventually uh, it is starting to turn around and I've noticed a, a massive difference in the reaction that I now get on social media from my posts, um, you know, from going from being 90% negative two and a half years ago to now being probably 95% positive and, and, and agreeing with me. Uh, and that's a massive shift to have taken place. And, and I believe it's because I've been consistent. I've been calm. I've been rational. Uh, and I've tried to back things up with logical explanations, um, and that's why I've that's why I've stood stood firm, uh, and because I believe in what I'm saying. And I think as time goes on, um, I'd like to think that the the more the time goes on, the more I've been vindicated in what I was saying 
two and a half, three years ago, I've often thought about um, about going back on my computer and going back to everything that I was tweeting two or three years ago, uh, just to look back and, and see and see the reaction and go back and ask those people now the same question that I was asking maybe three years ago and seeing if their responses would be different. It's a very, very good point. And I think you've hit on something really important. I mean, I'm very new to Twitter, um, but you are very calm in what you said. And and also um, a lot of the people that have been trying to tell people what's happening and show them that there is a different narrative, a controlled narrative going on. Um, it's very hard sometimes, particularly when you've got loved ones, not to get very emotional about it, because quite frankly, this can be a life and death decision, particularly when we're talking about the vaccine. I mean, I'm a biologist and I knew right from the word go that this was really, really dangerous. However, trying to convince loved ones that was virtually impossible. Um, luckily, in my immediate family, I did, but in my more extended family, not at all. Um that level of resilience, what's really surprised me, Matt, is you are, uh, you know, a very, very top level sports person. So your peers, for me, what I see, I mean, my daughter's a football player. I see the level of discipline um, and also most top level. By the time they've reached your levels, people are very in tune. You can't get to your level without being very in tune with your body, with your health and really looking after yourself. So why is it that there's so few sports people that have been prepared to speak up about this? Because surely they are some of the ones that should be noticing more than anyone else or really questioning what they put in their body. Yeah, they should be. And uh, Novak Djokovic was a, a magnificent example of that. Uh, somebody who has been a shining light in the way that he's dealt with things. Um, you know, a uh, real big advocate for bodily autonomy. Um, but I, I, I think there has been such a massive psychological operation done on the people of this country mm. that, um, that I think common sense and reason has been battered out of people. They're frightened. They're scared to speak out because they feel like they might lose their next contract. Yeah. Uh, they may lose their job. Um, you know, the, the, you almost become a social pariah. If you if you speak out against um, anything that goes against the government narrative, and and it's very clever the way they've done it, you know they've they've planned this out for a long time, uh, and they've covered most of the bases, uh, and they have a plan for people like me who um, want to think differently about things, uh, and they use the media um, to attack those people, discredit them, call them conspiracy theories. Uh, theorist, tinfoil hat wearers, uh, anti-vaxxers, um, but they don't. They never have an argument. They can't debate with you. Um, yeah. You know, so people shout anti-vaxxer at me or call me an anti-vaxxer on social media. When I point out to them that actually I've I've had every other vaccine in my life apart from this one. So where where how how does that make you an anti-vaxxer? Uh, and they have no argument for that. They can't they can't argue. So they just go, oh, you're you're an anti-vaxxer. I'm not talking to you anymore. They think that by throwing these insults and slurs around, they can end an argument and they can take the moral high ground. Um, when unfortunately, uh, what they're doing is just making themselves look um, not very intelligent, uh, a lack of critical thought. Um, and actually, what they think is the moral high ground is actually enabling tyranny. Yeah. 
And I mean, your dad, you know, what is your main driver for doing this? Because even though you've got a lot of the skills, you've developed those over years, your personality is very resilient, which is something we just do not see in many people. It can still be really hard, can't it, when you're having this, not just for you, but for your immediate family. So what has been your driver, really, that's given you the strength to actually keep going with all these insults being thrown at you and losing your job? Don't forget, you lost <laughs> Are you yeah. from a really, really good job for sticking to your morals. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, the one thing most people know about me is that, um, you know, I was never in football uh, because it paid well. You yeah, know, I played football because I love the sport. It was it, my life has never really been about money. Um, yes, it's nice to uh, have a have a nice house and uh, be able to go on nice holidays and all that kind of stuff. Um, but that is not my primary driver in life. My primary driver in life is to be happy. Yeah, um, I, I just want to be happy in my life, and I want and I want the same for my children. Mm. Um, you know, and so I think that's probably the main driver. I hate unfairness. I I, I really hate. You know, I'm a Libra and uh, I need a nice balance in my life. Uh, and I like to see things being just and fair. Um, and unfortunately, what we've witnessed the last few years has neither been just nor fair to the poorest people in our communities. Um, we've seen the biggest transfer of wealth from the lower middle classes to the uh, upper class. Um, and nobody seems to want to talk about this. It's it's disgusting what's gone on the mainstream media i think are the worst um the worst thing about what has happened these last few years they've enabled everything to be happening journalism is is in the gutter um i have lost all respect for institutions that growing up you thought you could trust um so the scientific the medical uh the police uh, the government um all these things uh, I've just lost complete trust in these institutions, and it's a uh, it's a really sad place to be in at the moment. Uh, and that's why I speak up because I want the world to be a better place. I love it. It's so so important. And I think you know, I know you get a little bit coy when people call you brave and everything. But people in your position that have an established reputation, you know, do have a lot to lose. And this is what from someone in my position that you know hasn't got that public profile. It's been so disappointing to see how easily people cave to pressure um, and that lack of resilience. And I I just don't get it. I think I'm quite lucky that I spend my life surrounded by animals. So you have to have that level of intuition when you're living around animals. It's absolutely key. They teach us so much. Um, But what have been some of the biggest surprises to you that you've learned over the last few years? What are some of the real big, oh, my God, moments? Um. Oh, I think there's so many. I think the first one was kind of realizing that um, uh, all this was being done deliberately, uh, yeah. that there, there is a plan behind it um, and that people can be that evil. Uh, that I think that was the biggest wow moment to me. And I think that's the biggest thing that a lot of people uh, are not willing to accept. They're not willing to accept because they're good people. They're not willing to accept that other people can be quite evil. And those people are in positions of power. Yeah. Uh, and they care not a jot about our health and well-being. Not they don't care anything. They care for their own wealth, their own power. Um, and uh, I think it's probably that the thing to me was 
Uh, also, one of the big wow moments was when I kind of looked into a little bit of the, the amount of people that are trafficked, child trafficking, sex trafficking that goes on in the world um, and doesn't barely gets a mention in the mainstream media. Yeah. Uh, and obviously they, they are completely complicit in this. You know, we know what the BBC did with uh, protecting Jimmy Savile. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these organizations haven't changed. They're still protecting paedophiles. Um, and uh, they don't they don't go out of their way to investigate anything that might compromise themselves. Um, and so for me, journalism in this country is dead. Mainstream media journalism is dead. Uh, and uh, if I could give somebody one bit of advice going forward in your life is to is to put more trust in uh, individual journalists. Um, you know, free freelance journalists who are doing this uh, for the good from the goodness of their heart, not being uh, given a paycheck by uh, corrupt corporations. Yeah, and you know, as a scientist myself, I've just been absolutely disgusted. I mean, I've I've been into natural health for a long while, and and the corruption there has just been going on for as long as I can remember. You know, you can't tell people about any natural remedies deliberately they take you down make it very difficult and now we know that all this most virtual the scientific research is paid for by the people that have got a, a very nefarious agenda behind them i think one of the biggest um things that one of the biggest wow moments for me when was when i looked into a little bit of the history of uh, vaccinations now yeah. uh, and you know they they claimed all these claims that you know we eradicated uh, smallpox and polio and all that because of vaccines. You know, when you actually look back at it, uh, and when you look at when vaccinations were introduced, actually those incidences of those uh, diseases had actually come down like ninety percent, ninety five percent already because of clean water and uh, better living standards. Uh, and and the vaccinations only came in right at the very end of that. And yet they're trying to claim that they were the thing that eradicated these these diseases. Yet. Um, it doesn't it doesn't stack up the evidence doesn't stack up absolutely and also i mean without going too off target when you look at what's been done in africa with the um spread of polio by supposedly polio vaccines by um, sterilizing people by other vaccines it's just a hideous thing and i really encourage people to start looking into it because you know as a parent and whether it's an animal you've got you know the same thing i work in holistic health with animals matt and you know the same thing's being done to our animals which is why their lifespan is so much shorter now one of the many reasons so let's talk about your belief system so um going back to um you know your belief systems before and where they are now have they shifted and are you looking at the world of spirituality whatever you might want to call it in a very different way now yeah very much so i've kind of uh, been pretty ambivalent to it all throughout my life um you know the the spirituality side of things uh, and religion i'd kind of just gone along with my life not re- i hadn't really given it too much thought to be honest you know I, i'd go to weddings and i'd go to christenings and um, you know, I, I uh, occasionally go to a midnight mass at Christmas, um, but, I, but I, I never really gave it too much thought. Um, and over the last, you know, two or three years, it, it's something that has entered my psyche a lot more. And I really do believe we are in a, a fight of good against evil. Uh, and I and I do believe that we are all spiritual beings. I, I, I'm believing the the energies and frequencies on the planet are incredibly important. Um, uh, and yeah, I, I've started to have a, a little bit of an awakening on that front as well. 
Yeah, I think it, it happens to all of us. You know, when you start looking into things, it's a bit, you know, as Wayne Dyer says, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And I think the one thing that's been very clear at whatever it is, whether it's the COVID pandemic, whether it's 9-11, whatever it is that started to make you look at the world differently, once you start looking differently, then all the bits of the jigsaw puzzle start falling into place, don't they? Yeah, definitely found that. Yeah. Um, in terms of, um, you know, you're still really looked up to by so many people. So if you were to give, you've already given some advice to people about moving forward. But my feeling, I don't know how you're feeling about it, but we need to be doing a lot more very quickly because we're starting to see the 15 minute cities coming in um i don't know if you remember at the beginning of of the um lockdowns there were all the fuel shortages and look how quickly that grounded everyone straight away so it's pretty obvious that the evil geniuses who are pulling the purse strings or controlling a lot of this have still got a lot of power in their hands to make things very difficult for the normal normies as we call us um you know what would be some of your main areas of advice that you've been saying to people you've been involved in some of the protests what would you hope people are going to start doing now yeah i think the the protests are um uh, are pretty important so i think if you can get behind them whenever you can because the the one thing i've kind of realized is that they've uh the people in charge um the evil ones uh, i think what i've realized is that they actually need our consent to do most of this stuff yeah and they're very clever at getting that by coercing and you know manipulating things to make you think in a certain way um so the one thing you can do and and everybody kind of says oh what can i do i'm just one person um but if but if one person does uh, something small um and every single person does something small you'd be amazed how quickly that turns into something very big. So uh, I would I would suggest uh, boycott any companies that don't take cash. Yeah. First of all, I think that's a massive one uh, because cash is freedom. Um, secondly, if, if somebody tries to impose a rule on you and it doesn't make sense to you, don't go along with it. Don't just do it for a quiet life. If it makes no sense, don't do it. So do not comply to stupid legislation um which is what i've done i i, I never wore a mask um for for the whole time um and just go about your life in in high what i like i've called high bright high vibration so go about your life with uh, a smile on your face you know let everybody see how you want to live your life and um people will react to that you know so when i was but obviously going into shops uh, in the in the height of you know the mask madness and everybody had a mask on in the shop um, and i would walk in with no mask on and i would make sure i had the biggest smile on my face i would say hello to everybody mm-hmm. i would be so nice to people in that shop and let them see just how good a life i'm having without my mask on um and uh, i believe that that makes a difference to people i think you can make a difference to people in that way um so uh i think mass non-compliance um peaceful mm. um but just don't don't adhere to stupid stupid rules and your little bit of what you do you know go into your local green grocer instead of going to your supermarket you know 
buy local and tries to support all the local little businesses and stop giving your money to the global corporations. Um, and uh, so I think there's there's a lot of little things like that that you can do, which you might not think makes a lot of difference. But I think we have made a huge difference. If you look at how we are as a country mm. uh, and look at places like Canada and yeah. Australia uh, and America, which, you know, you've still got to be vaccinated to get into America as a non-American at the moment. So, um, you know, we've come, uh, I think we fought a lot of battles and we've had some big victories, I believe. Uh, uh, the fight is nowhere near over, is, and I agree with you there. Um, but I believe that the people on our side of the fight have a will about them that they will not give in and we will not give in. And it will take, it It might take another few years, yeah. um, but I, I'm in this fight for the long run and I will do everything to stop those stupid 15 minute cities and all the nonsense that's coming in with the net zero climate change nonsense, which funny enough, that also happens to enrich the same people that have been enriched by the COVID stuff. Um, so I will just keep encouraging people to think, uh, keep encouraging people to uh, look at the facts that are developing, look at the way this is developing, and look at what the conspiracy theorists were saying two or three years ago, and ask yourself, were they right? I absolutely love it. And it's so important what you said there about because a lot of people that I know of, and I've been there at that times as well, the more you find out, this is so horrendous what you do find out. I mean, going back to what you said about the child trafficking, uh, the censorship. Now, before I started speaking out about all this a few years ago, I thought, wow, I believed the story that it must be very difficult for them to catch paedophiles online. And so I thought, how do you do it? Then I started a YouTube channel and I got deleted overnight with God knows how many subscribers. Because if I say one more word like vaccine or anything like that, they can find you and delete you straight away. So then I realized that was a complete lie. Of course, they've been able to stop this going on. They've chosen not to. So, um, but what you said about still living your life. So when you find out this stuff, it's so important, isn't it, not to go into a spiral of depression and make the most of the time we've got in these bodies particularly since you're Matt Letizia yes <laughs> pretty good, yeah a pretty good body to have chosen yeah I think I think you're absolutely right I think uh there was maybe a time um in 2020 where I was kind of got pretty obsessed with with researching and looking and, and wondering what was going on and I probably at that point neglected my family a little bit um and uh so I had to to kind of just reel back a little bit and make sure that I got my priorities right and make sure that I had a, a good balance in my life again. Uh, and that's, so that's what I did. Um, so yes, it, it's not to get obsessed about it um, because that can be unhealthy. Uh, but you, yeah, you still got your life to live. You've got your family to look after. Um, don't let personal relationships go. You know, I've, I've managed to get through all of this by having a, uh, a what's, been uh, said was a controversial opinion on things uh, but i've got through this last three years without losing any of my family uh without losing any of my friends because we disagreed on on our opinions on covid so um it's it's important in life to be able to disagree on things and not fall out about it uh, and that's kind of so i've been very diplomatic in how far i've gone in conversations with you know family and friends uh, and I believe that's helped because it kept the channels open. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's also meant that now, you know, I've had family and friends come up to me 
uh, and actually come to me and apologize and said, blimey, said, we're sorry, we, we thought you were a little bit mad a couple of years ago. Um, mm. But actually, uh, I think you were right, you know, and uh, and the, the thing at that point that you have to you have to really fight the urge to do uh, is uh, is you still got to be humble about it. And don't yeah. you do not do the well, I told you. And, you know, I, I hate being that person that says I told you so. I don't want to be that person. I don't even want to be right. I'd much rather be wrong about all this stuff. I would Absolutely. much rather be wrong uh, than have what is happening going on now. So um, just just be careful with the conversations that you have with people. Don't fall out with your loved ones. Don't fall out with your best friends over it. It's, it's, it's important to keep those communication channels open for as and when these people do see the light. Yeah, I completely agree with you, because if not, then, you know, the great thing is, is there are so many solutions, you know, even people that have got vaccine damage and things, there's massive solutions out there right there right now, but it's very being made very hard for them to access those, because of course, we're not allowed to talk about them. And it's a little bit like an echo chamber, because just like today, we I can't put this full interview on YouTube. And so therefore, the people, you know, most normal people don't know rumble exists for example but keeping yeah. those channels open is is so so important i mean loyalty has always been one of your strong points so throughout your football career you stayed loyal you stayed at southampton you got a little bit of stick on that it, it's such a core value that we really need now isn't it matt yeah yeah i do it's quite funny that um you know something that is quite a quite a, a virtuous thing to have um was actually something that i was criticized for um which i i found a little bit odd you know uh, people go oh you had no ambition well when i tell them that i was a, a little kid in guernsey i grew up on a tiny channel island it's three miles wide nine miles long wow. and nobody from my island had ever represented england at football before ever you know i grew up as a little kid and my ambition was to be a professional footballer and my ambition was to play for England. Nobody had ever done that from the island where I came from. And I did that. And mm. I achieved that. And so for people to to sit there and go, oh, you had no ambition. Go and tell that to a 10-year-old Matt Letizia who wanted to be a professional footballer and play for England. Tell him he had no ambition. Uh, and I'm sorry, I'll, these people that have mostly thrown that accusation at me um, have achieved a fraction of what I've achieved in my life and yet they sit there and want to go oh you had no ambition while you know writing for the Daily Echo newspaper in Southampton um, you know I would never dream of going to a Daily Echo reporter and going ah oh, you've got no ambition you're not working for the Times or the Telegraph yeah. or or whatever I would never ever dream of doing that and yet these people think they can sit there and go oh you've got no ambition um, whilst in, in in that kind of job so it's it's not something that I I kind of um, put too much credence in, to be honest. I think um, I'm very happy with the way that my life panned out, with the way I chose to live my life. Um, you know, that's not to say I haven't made mistakes. I've made mistakes. Uh, I've put my hand up when, I was, when I've made those mistakes and happy to acknowledge that. Um, that sometimes gets you in trouble as well um, mm -hmm. because, you know, when you when you hold your hand up and acknowledge that, uh, in in this society today, actually apologising gets you nowhere because the yeah. woke mob will come for you. Um, uh, and you saw what happened when Jeremy Clarkson apologised. You know, it's not it's ne an apology is never enough for these nutters on the other side of the argument. 
And it's always more about them, isn't it? That's the trouble, but it doesn't make it any easier at the time. And I think when I look at where we are, and I'd love your opinion on it, the whole point is you can't solve a problem from the same reality it was created at. So you can't solve lies with lies. And this ability that you've got to actually, um, one, be very composed in the way you put things across, which is something I've still got some learning to do (laughs) tend to be a little bit more emotional about things but I'm learning I'm learning um but also secondly we've got to be able to say when we're wrong because new evidence is always coming out you know no one knows everything but this mind is so so important but leading by example like you are with with truth your truth your truth and constantly re-examining that because otherwise surely we're just as bad as the the evil bastards that are controlling us <laughs> yeah yeah no no you you have to keep an open mind you have to be humble enough to admit when you've got something wrong um and i think that's incredibly important um and and going forward it, it's it's difficult because people kind of lose hope a little bit sometimes yeah. but, but you shouldn't lose hope you should keep an eye on the bigger picture and, and realize that actually i, I think we foiled a lot of what their plans were you know when you look back two or three years ago you were talking about people like uh nicola sturgeon saying oh you know and, and anthony fauci saying oh you know we'll never go back to the old world you know yeah. we'll never go back to shaking hands again you know people will never shake hands again all that kind of stuff and nonsense and you think well actually most people are now uh, in this country pretty much going back to normal um you know yeah. i've seen people I see people shaking hands. I see people hugging each other. Uh, and I think we are winning this fight. And uh, I think it's just a matter of time before we before we have complete victory. But I think we are on the way. So uh, don't give up and uh, keep being positive about it. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think, being really honest with what you know now and are continuing to find out, do you think as a species, us humans did need uh, some sort of reset not their reset but do you think we were on such a trajectory of going off track that we needed something to stop us in our tracks and make us get back to some core values yeah i, I do i think there was there was definitely um a need for an awakening um i think we've gotten away from uh, a lot of the core values of our society which is um you know kept us moving forward uh and i think we've gone away from those and we've allowed um because we've been, and I think it's because we've been so tolerant um, that, that we've allowed uh, the lunatics to take over the asylum because we've all been too kind and we didn't want to upset people. But actually, mm. sometimes in life, you do have to upset people and you have to stand up for what you believe in. Um, and, and I think it's time. Uh, and I think you're right. I think this is an awakening and people to to stand up and be strong and go, no, we're not putting up with that nonsense. You know, you, you've got you've got your your little way down the line. I mean, you. It started for me. Um, it started with you know, kind of people pushing for gay marriages and all that kind of stuff, and then the transgender stuff. Uh, you know, they're pushing on people and they and they basically bullying you into accepting that that's normal and that's you know that's okay and that's now. What's to say that the next step along that route isn't for them to go? Yeah, paedophilia is actually normal. You know, having sex with children, that's normal. Well, they are because, in a lot of countries, that's, aren't they? That's, yeah, that's what they're trying to do. That's what's coming down the line. At some point, you have to put your, your foot on the floor and just go, no, 
that's not normal and I'm not having that anymore. That is taking our society down a route which is evil uh, and I, I believe uh, it's probably a little bit satanic. Um, uh, and uh, I don't. I, I think it's time for for us to stand up um, and go back to to being spiritual beings um, and and believing in, and trusting in our gut instincts. Here, here. So, if I asked you to say, right, what are some of the key things you're hoping to see over the next year or so? What would you say? Um, I would say. Uh, what I would like to see is obviously people who have committed crimes against humanity arrested. Um, that would be a, a big step down the road. Um, we're starting to get some victories in the courts. Um, you know, Peter McCullough, I think, had a, had a big victory this week um, where his medical counsel were trying to, to strike him off. And, um, you know, we've seen uh, last night, I think it was, uh, the COVID vaccine 19, uh, COVID 19 vaccine mandates in California for school children to go to school have been rescinded or will be rescinded at the end of this month. Um, so we keep seeing little victories like that and we keep we have to keep pushing because I think we'll see more and more of those victories as more and more people see uh, the common sense. And the more you stand up to this nonsense that's going on, the more chance we have of doing it quicker. I believe we'll win this. I believe we'll win this because I think there are way more good people on this planet than there are evil. Uh, and I think eventually those good people will stand up. Uh, and I just believe we're going to win this. It just It's just a matter of time as to how quickly we do it. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. And I think, um, you know, there's nothing more important that for people to be doing with their time now. I think it's been very interesting to see how when you're caught in that trap, if it's not even nine to five, you know, it's much longer hours and just literally caught in that hamster wheel of life trying to pay the bills from one week to another it's very difficult for people yeah. to have time to look into all of this and for yeah. me I think that's where compassion's needed and making sure that those of us that have got the time to do the research are strong enough to actually share it so it's there yes. even when people want it absolutely yeah couldn't agree more yeah so you personally then just to finish off um, you personally, a lot of the ancient traditions, the Toltec traditions say that, you know, our human lives are a tapestry. They're a work of art. Your picture is already pretty full with all you've achieved so far. What else are you looking to achieve personally in your life? Um, that's a good question. I, I think I've been striving ever since I've finished playing football to um, to make myself a, a scratch handicapper at golf. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm pretty close to that at the moment. So uh, that that's kind of uh, my immediate sporting aim. Um, mm. In terms of of life, I just want to see you know um, my children grow up happy, um, and you know make sure that they're they're all okay in life. Um, you know, try and try and have a as normal life as possible. You know, spend good quality time with my family. Uh, and, you know, my parents are, are approaching their 80s, um, mm. you know, and I just want them to to stick around uh, a long time so I can I can still spend a lot of time with them. I uh, love my mum and dad to bits. They were the, a, a massive uh, influence on my on my early life. Uh, and they're still my heroes to this day. So, uh, so yeah, I just want to be able to spend more time with them. Yeah, unfortunately, my dad, I'll probably cry now, um, died in oh, 2020. 
but he was a massive fan of yours, so he'll be watching. <laughs> oh, he'll, be, he'll be sending little messages down from heaven saying, why didn't you ask him this? So <laughs> don't worry, Dad, I'll do that next time. So I just want to thank you so much for your time today. And I just want to thank you so much because I don't, you know, sometimes I wonder how much you realise how important the role you're playing is. Um, because it's the people with a high profile, that's the society we live in, that whether, you know, you're getting stick for it or not, you are the ones making a difference. So please take all our thanks from us and the listeners. I've really enjoyed talking to you today. Anything else, any other messages you want to leave people with? Um, no, I think uh, um, it's important to to realise that um, uh, real life experiences are, are way better than social media stuff so i would i would urge people not to take too much notice of social media if i tell you i in the last three years um given that i've i've been fairly controversial apparently according to the newspapers um i can tell you in real life when i meet people face to face i've had one person who um who was brave enough to shout something at me call me an anti-vaxxer in public um uh, and it was at Cheltenham Racecourse. I think he was a bit drunk, uh, and but but from about ten yards away, uh, you know, it wasn't he wasn't brave enough to come and say it to my face. From about ten yards away, he shouted, "Oh, there's that anti-vaxxer!" Uh, and uh, and so that was one person. That's the only person in public that I have had do that to me. I can tell you, with my hand on my heart, I have had hundreds upon hundreds of people come up to me in the street, complete strangers. And shake my hand and thank me for what I've been doing. So the the ratio of the people in real life that thank me to the ones that you know want to shout at me uh, are way more in my favour. Uh, and we are the silent majority, and we will win this. Absolutely. Thank you so so much, Matt. It's been an absolute pleasure. Go and enjoy that golf course on this lovely lovely day, and um, I will do. Catch again soon. Thank you. Lovely to talk to you. No problem at all. I really hope you enjoyed that conversation. And I hope there's at least one thing that you can take away and apply to your own life or to the lives of your animals. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. And if you feel inspired, please do share with your friends and family. My goal is to inspire as many people as I can to live their best lives to stay curious and to raise their consciousness and that of the collective. So to do this, I need to reach as many people as possible and this needs your help. If you feel drawn, would you be willing to share your favourite episode with five different people? This helps us spread the word and also helps me encourage some exciting new guests to take part in this podcast. If you feel drawn to do that, I will be very, very grateful. All the links and discount codes where applicable for all the products that I support are on my two websites, katherineedwards.life and katherineedwardsacademy.com. All of the products are personally tried and tested by me, my family and my clients. And finally, please do press the follow or subscribe button, depending which platform you're listening on. And above all, stay curious and stay free.